This wasn't a game to them. This wasn't some move for them. They wanted her out, right? So since then, she has been very vocal against a lot of the stuff that Democrats are doing. And the fact that she came out and now has said, look, I'm out. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today's one of those days where we just kind of came in like, eh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? And I was like, I know what I want to talk about. Well, we got a little big thing coming up. We got a big thing coming up. I don't know if you guys have heard, there's an election. There's an election coming up, and we have stuff that we need to talk about. Awkward silence. <laughs> I was waiting for you. You to always say what? jump in. I don't know. You always jump in. You, you're the one that said you have what to talk about. <laughs> I'm the one over here like, dude, I better listen. I got nothing. I'm, I'm going to work the board for you. I'm going to work the board, Mr. Talky Kathy. <laughs> Chatty Kathy doll. What the f- I don't know. You're the one that has all the shit to talk about. I... I have a few things. I okay. Few things. All right. All we, right. Well, we'll start locally. Oh, what are we going to talk about locally? Well, we got a guy named Tim Ryan running. Oh, yeah. Right. Let's just jump right on there with him. Okay. What I hate the most about him, he has all these commercials and none of the commercials say paid for by the DNC, paid for by the Democrats for Ohio. He doesn't claim to be a Democrat on TV with these ads. He's in his, you know, his his uh, jeans, Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> He's throwing footballs at TVs, which is a, a total waste. I mean, there's people out there that don't have flat screens and he threw a football at like six of them. Does he not care about people that can't afford flat screens? I was on Facebook the other day and I get a targeted ad. Oh, targeted ad, right? Because apparently at some point they think I'm a Democrat. I get this thing and it, it pops up and it says, you can, you can see it here. It's a yeah. picture, picture of Tim Ryan yep. and there's a pop-up that comes up. And it says, reminder, help Tim defeat Trump supporter J.D. Vance at the ballot box this November. It's all said, mm. right? I'm supposed to donate to this. Yeah. He doesn't talk about what he's going to do. He doesn't talk mm-hmm. about, nope, nope. He just, he doesn't talk about J.D.'s stances on anything. He doesn't talk about J.D.'s history or J.D., you know, what, what J.D.'s done. Um, and his, nope, he's a Trump supporter. So we have to beat him, right? Because Trump's evil. Everything Trump did in this country is evil, and we have to beat that evil at every turn. But that's bullshit because some of his ads were like, I, I was with Trump on border security. Yeah, he's voted Trump. 100% of the time with Biden, just so you know. Right, or Nancy in this case. Right, or, or Nancy. Right, 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. He's not stepping out against them. Right. And if he's not stepping out against them now, look, you don't trust what he says during the election cycle, right? You trust what he's done leading up to it. And what he's done leading up to it is walk lockstep with Joe and Nancy. So you can't trust. So I left a comment on there and I said, Hey, you know, basically something all along the lines of what I just said. And I said, Hey, you know, you're not talking about why we shouldn't vote for JD other than the fact that he's a Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. You're pathetic. You're a joke, you know, whatever. And I left that comment. I immediately get a, um, I immediately get a Facebook message from Tim Ryan or his team. And they say, hi, Jim, thanks for commenting. May I ask you a quick question? And I said, oh, please. (laughs) And they said, great. Are you an Ohio voter or out of state? I said, Ohio. And they said, hey there, fellow Ohioan. The Wall Street Journal just called Tim Ryan's 2022's uh, most important candidate because political experts say Ohio will determine the Senate majority. 
that's why national Republicans are already spending nearly $10 million to keep Ohio red. Tim is neck and neck in the polls against his GOP opponents. If we want to pull ahead, we'll need your support. Will you join our team and make a grassroots contribution today? My response to him was, ha ha, this is a joke, right? A true man of the people using auto replies. Typical. Their response? Thank you! With a big exclamation point and then a link so that I can donate. Wow. That's how that's how in touch Tim Ryan is with the with the people that are interacting on his page. Now, if his team in an election year can't even be uh, proactive enough to engage with the people that are commenting on his page, mm-hmm. this is what you're going to get from this guy, man. Good luck. Good luck. You know what? If you want to email Tim Ryan, if he gets in there, just go ahead and write it out on a piece of paper, throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. Because that's, I mean, you got just as good a chance of him reading it. Well, let's do the Google test right here. Okay. I Googled Tim Ryan and at the top it says Tim Ryan for Senate. Donate to Tim. Hey. Okay. Then underneath it, it says the GOP is going all in. So they're trying to make you think like, oh, they're pumping a lot of money into here into J.D. Vance. Flip Ohio blue. Fat chance, right? Ohio's been red and they're they're not doing much on their side to make me feel like Ohio's going to flip back, right? Help him keep the lead. Is he in the lead? Make a one-time donation. Chip in 15 bucks. These are all links you can click on. Okay, so now in real time. Yay, Google. Let's see what J.D. Vance says. Do you think it'll be set up the same? J.D. Vance. Paid for. Oh. Look. So so J.D. Vance's very first result (laughs) says, say no to J.D. Vance. Dangerously wrong for Ohio. (laughs) The GOP is going all in. Flip Ohio blue. So how come Google doesn't give J.D. the chance to be on the top there with what he believes in, right? Nope, nope. Goes right back to Tim Ryan. You know why? Wow. You know why? Dirty social media. It's an ad. And if you if you buy the right amount of ad, you'll be able to be at the top. And then once you pass all that bullshit that looks like the same thing for, for Tim, then you get J.D. Vance's Wikipedia. Then J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan spar in Ohio debate. Uh, polls show close Senate race in Ohio in the final weeks. Back to his Wikipedia. So nothing really negative about J.D. Vance. You know what kills me? They, everybody's minds are made up. We're close enough to the election now. There is nobody sitting there like, oh, God, I really like J.D. Vance. But that, Tim's making a lot of, a lot of sense to me. Nobody's doing that. Everybody is locally we got a school levy and, and stuff going on. And God, that's all the community pages are. People posting pros and actually it's just pros. People post pros and there's a whole bunch of shitty comments underneath it about why they're not going to vote yes. Right. But people's people have already made up their decision, right? They've already made up their minds. They've made their decisions. It is so bad now. When I was on my way here and I don't know what county it was for, it was for a county commissioner. And I hear this ad come on for this guy. His name starts with a P, Pensker, Piz, I don't know. Anyway, the entire ad is an old lady talking about how this guy saved her cat's life in a blizzard. That he came out and he, sa- he saved my cat. That is the kind of person we need leading this county. Somebody who is compassionate. And they were like, how can we get the housewives? Let's talk to the cat lady. <laughs> Exactly. But that is that was the entire ad. The whole way here. He didn't talk about what he's gonna do. He didn't talk about what he was gonna change. He didn't talk about what was wrong. No, nope, no. Nope. Saved a cat. Saved a cat in a blizzard. I mean, good for him. But you know what? Got nothing to do with being a Democrat. I'll tell you that. Oh, you know, 
I don't even know if he's a Democrat, to be honest with you. Maybe he's a Republican. Shit, I don't know. Either way, <laughs> all I know about the guy is that he went outside and he picked up a cat in a blizzard. And now that's the who we're supposed to be leading this county. Okay. Get the fuck okay. Okay. So the Suffolk uh, University USA Today survey found that if the election were held today, 47% likely voters would choose J.D. Vance to 45 who would choose Rep. Tim Ryan. Um, I want to know who the other ones are choosing because I feel like those are probably my people. <laughs> those middle grounds, like, fuck <laughs> yeah. both of you. Yeah. Fuck you guys. They're voting for some dog out of Wadsworth. Over 40% of respondents identified inflation and the economy as the most important issues. Mm-hmm. Now, didn't the Democrats just pass an Inflation Reduction Act, which I don't think helped because September's uh, inflation rating was 8.2%? No, no, remember, we talked about that a few episodes ago, right? Whatever they named the act, the opposite is going to happen. Oh, so the right. Inflation Reduction I'm Act sorry. meant that re- inflation was going to go up. Right. So you expected it. So they're right on, right on track. But I mean, if they were smart, they would have been like, look, we think inflation is going to hit like 12% in September. Uh, But if we pass this, it may be eight and then you can like go to the grocery store. Okay. Which milk's going up right now because there's a bunch of these hippie kids dumping out milk in the grocery stores. I saw a story about it. I'm sure everyone else has. Jim's got this look on his face because I didn't even tell him about that. I didn't want to bother, but there's a bunch of videos of these, these kids going there and just protesting, you know, these, these cows by dumping out the milk right in the grocery store. Nobody's doing shit. No one's, no one's shoving these kids into the cooler and being right, like, right. Hey. Listen, well, first off, what are they standing in? Milk. Right. So they don't have any footing at all. It's not going to take much, right? Yeah. It's not going to take much right. to get them on their ass. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't, I don't recognize this world I live in anymore. I don't, <laughs> I just, I can't wait to retire and move up into the mountains. of Republicans and 49% of independent voters ranked economy as the most uh, imperative midterm issue. And they don't have a a leg to stand on. What are they going to be like? Oh, we we can get you out of this. I know we got you into it, but we can get you out of it. Well, that's what they do. They create their own problems, right? They create Mm -hmm. problems so that they can come up with a solution. Unfortunately, I don't think there's a solution here. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is. I mean, housing housing is going to go up 10%. The mortgage, I mean, you're going to be paying 10% mortgage rates. It's going to be ridiculous. Nobody is going to be buying houses. Everybody's going to unload their houses and nobody's going to be buying those houses. They said 77% of respondents revealed that they did not tune into the October 10th live debate because <laughs> their minds are already made right. up. 23% engaged. Look, in there's the a debate going on up. tonight. And where are we? Yeah. We're not watching it. Uh-uh. It's between Tim Ryan and uh, JD Vance. Oh, that's one tonight. Yeah. Ohio wow. Senate debate. Yeah. yeah. We're not watching it. Who cares? stupid <laughs> we talked about it just briefly did you see there is a mutiny afoot on the ss aoc did you see this yeah i only caught a little bit of it i didn't catch as much as you caught so i thought when i first saw it i thought it all was right. like somebody on the right that no, no. slid in there no no it's her people so there is a mutiny afoot uh aoc is uh, the days of her just going on Instagram live and saying whatever she wants and everybody, it's a big love fest appeared to be coming to an end because her followers, her, her supporters are not very happy. She had a town hall and I'm not sure where the town hall was, but she had a town hall event and her supporters showed up there and they are not happy. So here's, here's a little bit from her town hall. Here's how, here's how well it went for AOC. She shows up thinking, it's just going to be a big love fest. Like it always yourself. Is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm AOC. Yeah. 
Here you go. Congresswoman, none of this matters unless there's a nuclear war, which you voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Tulsi Gabbard, she's left the Democratic Party because there are a bunch of war hawks, okay? You originally voted, you ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start a thermonuclear war with Russia and China. Why are you playing with the lives of American citizens? You're playing with our lives. There will be no neighbors if there's a nuclear bomb. You voted to mobilize and send money to Ukrainian Nazis. You're a coward. You're a progressive socialist. Where are you against the war mobilization? He's telling the right truth. You have done nothing. Tulsi Gabbard has shown guts where you've shown cowardice. I believed in you and you became the very thing you sought to fought against. That's it goes on. It goes on a little further. But her people, now, I don't agree with a lot of what these guys, you know, what they're yelling at her and what they're saying. I mean, I agree with some of it, honestly. Yeah. I do agree with some of it. This is, we're going to talk about Tulsi here in a minute, but this is exactly what Tulsi was hoping was going to be the fallout. Look, they've got, these these AOC supporters are now supporting what Tulsi Gabbard is doing, at least. Because right? it's just more common sense, like vision of what they're about without all the fringe bullshit on the sides. Sure. And you know, she called for these people to follow her and I don't know, man, time will tell time will tell she, this, she could make a difference here. She could make a difference. We'll see. But these people aren't wrong. You know, this government just gave last week, 275 million, uh, no, 725, sorry, 725 million more dollars to Ukraine for their war fighting effort. Mm. We can only keep doing this for so long. No, I think we can do it forever. Well, not until, well, uh, yeah, until crazy Putin says, you know what? Enough. All the sirens are going off. The missile doors are opening. Now what? And I worry about it. Listen, I mean, I don't want to beat the dead horse about being at the coal fired power plant. But there was times where we would have to use things that haven't been used in so long, like 20 years. You go and try to pull something out of retirement or try to bring something back to life and valves stick and stuff don't work or or the lines don't hold up. And and I don't really want to start tossing nukes because they've been in the bunkers for a long time. And I feel like there's going to be some stuck pistons. <laughs> And some stuck valves. And it's like, they're going to be like, oh, we've been training the fish our whole life. And they hit the button and then it just comes out and it goes air. Like, it, goes air. it goes 50 feet. It's like a Nerf. It's like one of those Nerf rockets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just lands. And you can't run. You just got to cook chicken wings. <laughs> chicken wings. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, on, I'm sorry. But you're right. She... She's starting to see a little bit of backlash, but I don't think that will translate into getting her voted out of her district. Uh, maybe not, but to see supporters of AOC who were diehard AOC supporters not supporting her, I mean, ugh, I don't know. But I also don't know who that guy was. I don't know either. Maybe he was a freaking conservative plant. You never know. No, you don't. That's the problem. But he did bring up Tulsi. He did. Okay. Well, both of them did. Both of them were yelling at her. Dude. Oh, that was two different people? Yeah. Sounded like the same girl to me. <laughs> I think it was a dude. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's ma'am. <laughs> it's ma'am. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, Tulsi, uh, we, we touched on it a little bit. Well, 
Do you want to talk about Tulsi first or do you want to talk about your... Oh, my buddy. No. Wow, we can talk about that, too. I mean, come on. What do we got? Spit it out. Here's what I love. So Dan finds this. Dan, what's his name? Adam Francisco. (laughs) So he's going around and he's asking people uh, whose fault all this is, right? Right. And he's giving them a good list and he's talking to them and... And the kid is like his YouTube channel. He's young and and he to me he looks like he could be like Samoan or you know maybe Puerto Rican. I I can't tell. Got that man bun on his head, but it's not that it's not that sissy man bun. Right. It's like that Tonga man bun. Right. Where he's 100%. about yeah yeah. He's, and he's, he's a thick and he's a thick cat. So yeah. I'm like they're about to do one of those. What's it called? A haka or a, <laughs> what, what is it called? <laughs> you know what I'm talking? No, yeah, no no. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where they're like. Ah! <laughs> oh. Oh, ah. yeah, right. <laughs> so you're walking down the yeah. street and some guy yeah. starts, to, dude, I'm out. Yeah. John, email me and tell me what, what the word we're missing here. Already? <laughs> oh, I'm like, already? How does this guy know? We're not even live. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So this person uh, comes out. This and, is great. And, so, he, and he walks up to what looks to be like your, your grandma, Betty. Right. Just with probably her son. Yeah. Who looks to be in his sixties and. And grandma wants to engage. Oh, yeah. They're happy. They're happy to talk to him. Yeah. Right. But here's the thinking on the left. This is the thinking on the left right now in a nutshell. Are you happy with Joe Biden so far? Of course. It's better than what we had. Yeah. I've noticed the inflation has been hurting a lot of Americans. That's not his fault. The gas prices. That's not his fault. The war in Russia. That's not his fault. The school shootings. That's not his fault. The crime rate. Who are you blaming? The border crisis. I'm just saying, when you look at the four years under Trump versus the four years, two years under Biden, it seems a big difference in those uh, five yeah. crises. Uh, right, 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 you got to dig deeper. I want to dig deeper. That's why I, I dig just dig deeper. Then you don't know this is. I'm, I'm registering independent, by the way. So I'm, I'm in the middle. Well, then you got to vote for somebody. You're talking to a Trump. Sir. Right. I'm just. I'm not. No, I'm independent registered. You're no, I'm just independent. <laughs> I'm just looking at it from. So did you hear what she just said when he said, I'm an independent? She said, you're a nobody. You're a nobody. How about the guy? So they were sitting there and they're engaging this whole thing. The second he says Trump, right? The kid grabs mom around, you know, he puts his arm around her. He's like, let's get out of here. He's a Trumper. Mm -hmm. He's a Trumpster. Mm -hmm. Not willing to even engage. Not his fault. 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 Yeah. It will never be his fault. Nothing that is happening right now is his fault. No. But everything that happened under Trump was his fault. Poor guy. Nothing is his, nothing. Mm. It's unbelievable. You know what? If you remember our last episode with Warren Capps. My man. Dude, that guy. I'm telling you. We're going to have him back. We're going to have him back. You're going to have him running for Senate in no time. I am. I swear (laughs) to God. Uh, I'm going to have him move to Florida, run for Senate. Um you remember, he said he wanted to talk to Shay. He wanted to have a little one-on-one with her. Yeah. I bet she will. But we're going to get the same thing we've always been getting from her. Yeah, but my guess is after she goes one-on-one with Warren Capps, Look. she's never coming back. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I could be wrong. Shay's or, always been a good sport. Or we can ask her, like, do you want to change your party with Tulsi and become an independent? You want to call her? We're not calling her. All right, whatever. Well, anyway, we need to get them both on the phone. Warren wants to come in. Yeah, yeah, we'll have Warren in. I mean, people have already emailed me, and the episode only dropped a few days ago, and they are like, "Yeah, we had, we had." Uh, people are like, I, "I, I can't wait to hear him when he comes in studio." And I was, I was, I was glad to hear that. No, actually, look, as we record this, the episode dropped today, and you've already got emails on it saying that people want to see him more, or, more, or or hear him while he's live in the studio. Just because when we have live guests, it's just it turns into a, a better. Uh, conversation. Oh, it's definitely a better experience for sure. Yeah. When you're sitting there and you're able to look at a guy and it's just, 
Yeah, it's it's a lot it's a lot more fun. Um, so yeah, so we'll have him back on here. Um, and I'm sorry if there are people out there that think that we might have stepped on him a little bit, joking around. But that's just the game we play here, and that's we have a lot of fun doing it. And we didn't intend to take him off any of his talking points, but I don't think we did. I mean, I, I we, we it dropped today this morning. I'm getting text messages from people yeah. like you know, let the man talk. And the person that sent it to me, I love a lot, and I can't tell that person like. You chill out and let us do our thing. Hey, I was like, okay. Look, you know, you know what you're getting into when you come on this show. And you know what? If you don't, if you've never listened to one of our shows and you agree to come on here, mm-hmm. oh, shame on you. Yep. Shame on you. Yep. Shout out my sister, Darlene. Oh, God. Darlene. She's a thorn in my side. <laughs> she <Darlene>. loves Jesus. <laughs> she does love Jesus. That's why it's hard to hate her. So. I don't hate her. Darlene's all right. It's just like she always shits on me, though. Well, She's like, Daniel, I love you. Tell Jim. Yeah. And she was always happy to hear, and I may have said this in another episode, but I don't think so. She was happy to see that we keep bringing on guests that talk about God and Jesus. And I mean, and, and just like, just like Gillum, Gillum did, did the same thing last time we had him on the phone. I say GD too much. I gotta, I gotta tone that down. We're talking to people. Yeah. Because I don't, it's, it's, they're just words to me. I mean, I don't. Yes. But I forget they're not just words to people of faith, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. All right. Let's move on. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say that, well, since we were on the topic of Tulsi, yep. we, we did have a phone call about it and you were on the side of, hell yeah, that's my, my girl has finally broke the chains and got away. And, and, but we also think, you know, if she starts to become an independent, like, what are you going to do? Well, here's, here's the thing. Well, you know what? Why don't we play the, why don't we play the call we had with uh, Jonathan Gillum? So props to Jonathan, man, because I cold called him. Yeah, you right? did. Yeah, yeah, you did. You that. didn't run that by me at all. I see his <laughs> see his name pop up, and I'm like, well, here we go. Well, you know what though? He could have easily just said, "Fellas, man, I'm tired. I'm out," and hung up. He didn't. He sat there for a good 15, 16 minutes, and and gave us his side on on Tulsi. Right, and he's been on the show before, and I'm sure we'll have him on the show again. Um, but so Jim called him and it was when we were doing our live, um, after the prepper episode, we did another one where we sat here and ate MREs and did all that. And we had a, a blast and you gotta, you gotta be here to see these, these special lives make sure you're here to check them out because you're probably going to miss them. Yeah, no, we're going to take them down. We, we almost take every one of them down. If you want to see him, you got to be here. And as we change how we're doing things, moving in the next year, we, we might be able to leave him up. But and this way, we're having too much fun. And so he he cold calls Gillum, and he starts out the conversation with, uh, "Hey, Jonathan, we've been we've been following your posts. We've been seeing that that you think that that Tulsi Gabbard is not for real, and you're totally against her. And you know, we just want your take on how you feel about it. And this is what he said: Once somebody proves that they are ideologically not in line with the constitution. Right. And then they have a, I don't know, a change of heart or whatever. That's great. I'm happy for her. She says all the right things. Let her do battle against the Democrat party. We don't need her. Just like the rest of these people, rhinos, you know, if a rhino all of a sudden started saying something that you liked, why do we have to go back to the same people? Why does Tulsi Gabbard, mean anything this is not meant to be a career this is meant to be just like jury duty you know if somebody came in and they were an idiot on a jury and now it's your turn to go to court and they say listen i learned a lot from that first time 
well, they got an innocent guy killed, right? Are you going to want that person on your jury? You're not. So we don't need Tulsi Gabbard. We don't need any of these people. We need leaders. Well, we and once need- somebody shows me that they're not worthy of being in, of making good decisions, even after being in the military and swearing an oath, especially that, I don't care if she goes and gets baptized, finds Jesus, and starts saying <laughs> all the right things. And I mean, I mean that for, for real. I mean, yeah, she, yeah, we can tell. Said, I'm a Christian. I'm getting baptized in person. I'd be like, yes, we need you on our side as Christians, Tulsi, but we don't need you in Washington, D.C. Wow. Do you, we don't need these people. Do you think that, do you honestly think that this is some kind of political ploy? Or let me ask you, do you think this could be a Ronald Reagan moment where Ronald Reagan said, look, the Democratic Party, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. They left yeah. me. And he turns out to be the best conservative president we ever had. Is it possible okay. that this could be that? No, because Ronald Reagan wasn't a Marxist. Tulsi Gabbard was raised by far left. I would even say Marxist. Um, there's a lot of people who are Marxists don't know they're Marxists. If you look at what they believe in and what they champion, they champion things very similar to Stalin and Lenin and Marx. And so, again, I'll go back to saying that Ronald Reagan was not a a person who preached uh, degradation of the Constitution, right? Tulsi Gabbard has. So if she if she has found herself and found out, hey, this I, I was wrong then that's great. That's her platform. She let her go say, I'm not running for anything anymore because I blew it. And this is not a career being in leadership positions in government is not a career and let her go be a voice against the Democrat party, like John the Baptist and walk the earth and preach uh, what needs to be said about the, the leftist. I'm not buying it first of all, but secondly, she's not Ronald Reagan and even Ronald Reagan I would have said at a certain point, if Ronald Reagan, like Jimmy Carter, they're around the same time. If Jimmy Carter had had a change of heart, I would have said, I don't want Jimmy Carter in there because Jimmy Carter believed in degrading the Constitution. And he swore an oath. He went to the Naval Academy. And I wouldn't have ever wanted him in if I was, you know, at that point in time, if I was old enough to vote. So this is, we're looking at this all wrong. It's great that she has these feelings, but we need to start looking at this as though we gave somebody a chance. They are, we're not right for the job. Let's move on and uh, find uh, real leaders. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you, you drove a dagger right into Jim's heart about this because he is all about the Constitution. He, he bases everything around that. And if you think, if, you, if, you're, if your eye tells you she's not even passing the eye test when it comes to the Constitution. And when we were talking about this, I mean, we were saying people we respect do not, are not behind Tulsi Gabbard. And you're one of those people. I mean, we respect your opinion on this. Listen, what you got to understand is I take the Constitution, I take, I look at it this way, God and country. I serve God and I serve the nation in that priority. Mm-hmm. And we, we have to have people who are going to show up and do it right the first time. And I myself, I'm not interested in retreads. Yeah. She I, had I her shot. In your opinion, she had her shot and she had her shot. I mean, she why, struck why out. We, yeah. Why are we sycophants for people? Why? What is your problem with her? Where did she step out against the constitution for you? Well, she's her two, a, eh? a part of, well, so 
many things. Uh, her stance on the Second Amendment, her stance on abortion, the, the fact that she, when the Democrat Party turned far left, she was she followed them. She's a part of this Klaus Schwab, young globalist, whatever this thing is. I mean, like, th- there's all these pointers that show that she is a globalist, that she is a leftist. And But regardless of all that stuff, she had her shot. It wasn't good. I don't give people second chances when it comes to the Constitution, when it comes to leadership. Can I play her statement for you on Twitter? Can I play her statement and and have you dissect this thing when it's over? Sure. All right. Here, Here she is on Twitter. Here's her statement as to why she is leaving the Democratic Party. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. So what say you, man? I mean, I think it's great that she wants to leave the Democrat Party, but she doesn't need to be in a leadership. We need people who like I would rather have somebody who is dead set Marxist and Marxist and and will never bend from that. And and, and you got to remember, I'm talking about a leadership position, right? I would rather have somebody who's a dead set Marxist who claims that way and will never change. I will respect that person more as an enemy then I would somebody who is wishy-washy and in her language, she's using the same language that the left uses, but she's just inputting conservative stuff. But right now she's not, she's not going for a leadership position. What she's saying right now is look, I'm out. So if she's not going for a leadership position, if like you said, she is just going to walk along the earth and, and, and denigrate the democratic party. That's great if she does that, but I don't trust that. And you, there's so there's, she's asking people to go. Let's say Joe Manchin. Let's say Kristen Cinema. Yeah. Let's say the rest of them decide. You know what? We're with you. This isn't what we want, and they all go with her to be independent. So here's it's, it's, a, that. it's a death march if you're an independent. Well, you're not winning the election. It is. No election. It is. But can the yeah. Republicans use that to say, "Hey, look"? Okay. I mean, who you're following? You're following Judas. You're following those people that are acting like they're in for your best interest, but they are stabbing you in the back. Can you use Kristen Cinema, Joe Manchin? Can you use Tulsi Gabbard and say, look, these are the people that were there. They're telling you this is wrong. 
Well, there's a couple things wrong in, in, in the way we're looking at this, all right? First of all, the GOP is nothing more than a fundraising entity. They don't run campaigns. They don't have a strategic plan in Washington, D.C. They're not a group of ideologues like you see on the left. The left is a war fighting machine. They have subverted every branch of government in every state and every city of this nation, right? They are a war fighting machine. The GOP is alive. And it is it has a bare bone structure that could be mutinied and could be used. But as it stands right now, when you say, you know, bring these people and they could you know do stuff for the Republican uh, Party. When we vote for people, you're voting for an individual that goes to Washington, D.C. and does not work as a team. There is not a team of people up there. So my problem, yeah, Jonathan, support- is that. Right. I don't support so the Republican me, Party. I don't. Let me finish, and this is, I'll tell you what we need to do with that, because I don't believe in, in bitching and complaining without giving an answer. Then these people to Washington, D.C., they don't work as a team. Most of them say whatever they need to say to get there because they're careerists, and others are ideologues um, that are, um, they're conservatives. A lot of these new people coming up, they they will say uh, what they need to say to get elected, but they're they're really kind of elitist in their mindset. Even the young people, they believe they're they they're altruistic. They believe that they're going to make these magical changes alone, and that's not going to happen. So right there, they show me they don't have leadership potential. And so when we look at the people from the Democrat Party, that if she could, you know, if Tulsi Gabbard could bring these people and, and get them to uh, away from uh, the Democrat Party. Joe Manchin, Kristen Cinema, the rest of these people, in my mind, they're just a Republican vote at that point. I don't want them in a leadership position. These people in Washington, D.C. Is, are the same as your, as your cities and your states, and same as the sheriffs. If they don't do what's right and they put this nation at a, at a risk of national security and degradation of our Constitution, they need to not be in a leadership position. And we need to start looking at that and not saying, oh, maybe she'll come with the Republican Party. We need to say, hey, she needs to go away. And then uh, on the other hand, we need to mutiny the, the GOP and Agreed. go after the local chairs and go after um, the, the structure that it has because it has a structure. It just does not have um, it, it has a framework of a building, but it has nothing else. And that building continuously is sold for office space, but it's never built into offices. So we need to go in and, and as the people, we need to turn our attention from the Democrat Party. And people really get up in arms when I say this, but they, we need to stop rallying and protesting against the left. And we need to turn our attention to the GOP. God damn, my man. We need to go after them. <laughs> my man. And get all these people and change it. Then 100%. 100%. We need to stop so, worrying about what they're doing and worried about how, yeah, how we that's can how they strengthen hold the, that's ourselves. That's how they hold the narrative, right? That's it. We tell d- people this. Here's the problem. You tell Americans this, and they come back at you because on the, on the left, they will get in line and follow. Right. But on the right, people fail to realize that just because you follow doesn't mean you're a follower. You can be a leader at any position. And they would rather bitch and complain and say, no, I'm voting for this person or no, I don't think you're right because I don't like your tone. Yep. And then or they'll come back with a snappy tone. 
<clears throat> and and then the next thing you know, they're just arguing and nothing gets done. Yep, yep. What would Tulsi Gabbard have to do? So, what would Tulsi so, Gabbard have to do to win Jonathan Gillum yeah. over? Um, go away from politics <laughs> and, and, and be a voice. She could go be an analyst or she could say these things. Um, I just don't think that, you know, from my training experience and all my years of working in very dangerous situations, once sh- someone shows me that they're not trustworthy, even if they come back and say, I've been training hard, I don't want to be in the stack with them when we go through the door. And I and that is a door with a team of guys where uh, the, the, the danger is on us. We're talking about putting people in a position of Washington, D.C., where they are privy to top secret information without ever, ever having shown that they're worthy of having a security clearance. We're talking about people who make decisions, not just based on, um, as we can see, um, the constitution, but ideological, um, and, uh, career type of, of motivations. Uh, and so we need okay. to be very stringent upon that. And Tulsi Gabbard and the rest of these people, um, if they have a change of heart, I'm happy for them. But they're but not, but they're not for leadership is what you've been saying. They're not for leadership. Fuck, dude. You know what? I came here thinking. What, that you were going to change his mind? No, I came here <laughs> thinking that he wasn't going to change my mind, right? That's what I came here thinking. But now the more he talks, I'm like, motherfucker. You know, every well, time he says something, I'm fall, like, fuck. We've fallen into this weird thing in this in the world where we we believe that these people are, are some anointed. The, the only way these people are who they are is because we vote them into office and we continue to vote them into office. And also because the American people live under a, an illusion that we're going to put people in positions of authority and they're going to save us. And nobody is going to save you if you don't hold them to a standard. There's no standard. We hold no one to a standard. So let's put a standard in there. If they don't do what they're supposed to do and if they are ideologically driven in the, or careerists and we see it, then they're out. That's you know, the standard. Part of me says I love Tulsi Gabbard because of the romantic vision of her in the Democratic, uh, the DNC shutting her out in, in the primaries. And I'm like, man, this is my girl. I love her. I love her. I love her. But I wonder how much of that now is because of my romantic vision of what this country should be. And she says the right things. And I'm like, all right, that's my girl. But then here you come and you're like, no, no, I don't fall for that no, shit. No, because, right? because in the crowd, she'd look at you at Jim Larkin conservative with a podcast and think, you know, you're not my you're not my people. Because when she said, I'm asking my like minded Democrat independents to come with me, she didn't ask for any constitutionalists to come with her. I think that's what Jonathan's saying. There is no such thing anymore. Now, you're you if you vote Democrat, whether you know it or not, you are supporting a Marxist regime. Yeah, that's going to lie to your face and tell you it's it's not raining outside when you're standing there getting wet. And yeah. then those people go, well, I mean, it's not Donald Trump. So that was our conversation with Jonathan Gillum. And, I mean, he put it on us. He was serious about what he, what he said, and, and he meant everything he said. She's not rooted in the Constitution. She had her shot. And she can be cute and she can do like say nice things. But I mean, if she was smart, she would take a bag of money from CNN and become an analyst and 
revive that network with some independent thought. So listening back to that conversation, he brings up good points about Tulsi Gabbard. But, you know, he, he was rapid fire on a bunch of things that I believe in, right? The GOP. I have no use for the GOP. I don't. I, he's, he's right. Um, I mean, what do they do? What do they do for you? Well, and Donald Trump was um, against the GOP. He just had to play ball with them. And then once he became person A, those guys in the GOP didn't have his back. Right. They put people in his administration to submarine them. Right. So when I hear when I hear the things he's saying about that, man, I get on board with him, right? And he brings up good points about Tulsi. And look, I've always said that I have concerns about the Second Amendment with her. Now, my concerns with Tulsi and the Second Amendment are not, I don't think she's going to do anything to hurt it. I just don't think she's going to do anything to further it. She's soft. She's soft on the Second Amendment. I don't think she's going to do anything to, to enact gun laws. I don't think she's going to come and take your guns away. Yeah, but you're not 100% sure. Well, are you 100% sure about any politician at this point? Well, I was 100% sure. I mean, except Warren Caps. Well, no, my <laughs> one of my buddies, um, this was during the election of 2016. He was like, I don't want Donald Trump in there because he will start a nuclear war with Korea. And yeah. I was like, no, he won't. 100%. I, and I told him, we'll both put 10 G's in the bank. And after his term is over, if there's no nuclear war, I win the 10 G's. And he's like, why would I make that bet? I'm like, because you just said it. You put your fucking money where your mouth is. Well, he's like, why would I make that bet? Because if there's nuclear war, I'm not going to be able to cash in. Right. So then I tried G's. to get him to a thousand and he said no, because Donald Trump is about making money. He's not about making wars. I knew it from the get go. So then when him and and the North Korean dictator were shaking hands on the uh, on their side of the other line, I sent him a screenshot like, oh, it looks like a lot of nuclear war going on here, but uh, yeah. and then no response. Uh, and then like now that it's like whenever nuclear war is is trending, I screenshot it and send it to his ass and I go, huh? Oh, who's yeah. guy? Who's guys start nuclear war? You fuck face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, that's that's kind of childish for me so, to do, I guess. But I mean, I just want to. You can't you, know, you can't go and say shit without a consequence. Like with that. Tulsi Gabbard, I am still on her train. I'm on board, man. I'm with her. But you're not going to vote for her as a third party if no, Trump's not. running against Biden. Well, I'm not going to vote. I, I wouldn't vote for her for a third party because this country's not ready for a third party right now. There is you're wasting your vote. Gary Johnson was the toss. Wasting your vote. Joe Jorgensen was the wasting toss. It. Wasting. Ross it, right? Perot was the only one who really affected Here's the election. My biggest which thing she can do right now is Tulsi can do that. She could. She could if she takes enough of these Democrats with her, and yeah, she could absolutely. She can certainly turn races, and she could take enough votes to affect a, a presidential race. Absolutely could either way. I don't know which way. I mean, you know, well, she's a, she'll be the former Democrat turned independent. Right. But I don't know which way, who that would affect, right. Depending on how close the race is, it could go either way. I mean, her votes, the, the Republican candidate could have used her votes and now he gets beat by the democratic candidate. Uh, So it could go either way. I don't know. You're right though. She could absolutely affect a race, but here's my thing with Tulsi is that she's not just talk. Right when the Democrats shit her out, when they put her, blasted her out of the tailpipe during the the debates, you knew, you knew she had she had ruffled some feathers, man. She struck a nerve. They wanted her out. This wasn't a game to them. This wasn't some move for them. They wanted her out. Right. So since then, she has been very vocal against a lot of the stuff that Democrats are doing, and the fact that she came out and now has said, "Look, I'm out." 
She's not saying she's a conservative. She's not saying she's a Republican. She's just saying, look, I'm out. I'm independent, I guess, right? I'm out. So for me, that's at least action. She's at least putting action to her words now. And I'm willing to give her a shot, man. I know I know that Jonathan's not. I know he says, look, you get one shot at it, and if you're, if you're, you know, if you mess it up, you don't get a second shot. But I don't know, man. I believe people can change. I mean, I guess I would. I wish I would have asked Jonathan. How about how about all these sinners that get born again? Do you give them a second shot? Uh, that's that's two totally different things. There, I don't think so. I mean, he has to give them a shot because of his faith. He has to let God sort that. But out. is it possible that she was a sinner in the sense of the word when she was with the Democrats? Has now realized, look, this is not what I want to be in my life. These people are hurting people. These people are hurting America. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm a born again, whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, man. I think you give her a shot until she proves, until she comes out definitively and proves you wrong. Well, I played this during the live and I'll play it now real quick. It's not that long of a sound bite, but it's when, when she did that announcement that day, she just happened to be releasing her Joe Rogan podcast that she did. Mm-hmm. Smart, real smart. I mean, got the word out quick. She was trending. It died pretty fast, you know, <laughs> went off the radar pretty quick. But here's what she said to Joe when he asked her that question. Those who have been in charge for a long time, remain in charge, uh, are not willing to change. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the Democratic Party. Is that this big announcement? Yeah. You're leaving the Democratic Party. I'm leaving the Democratic Party because I've tried to enact that change from within. It's not, I I don't see the Democratic Party as being savable. And I know that I can make an impact uh, more from the outside. And and, and frankly, I just, I can't be associated and stand by uh, this this insanity that's been going on and continues to worsen day by day. Are you going to be? I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Right. And then she goes on to say, you know, I'm going to be an independent. And that's where I'm like, ah, that's, I mean, maybe I could talk to her about running the independent American party out there. With those She's not, she, she needs to be 90, 92 years old with bad hips. She, needs she hasn't to, aged up yet to yeah, be there. Huh? Not She's not a, an elder. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> She's too young for that party. But at the, at the point I'm trying to make is she was saying in this, like, uh, I'm not really going to run for office because there's a nuclear war about to happen and nobody's doing anything to get anybody prepared for that. Right, right. And when I, when well, I we're that, like, bitch, yeah, hello. I played that during the live and me and you looked at each other. I held up my hatchet axe. You held up, you know, whatever uh, MRE you were eating. And we, we had a really good time with We're it. like, come on, man. But, come on, pop bless America. We're getting ready. And she's not here to talk about it. Uh, talk that shit. You imagine Tulsi sitting right here in this. Oh, I'd be all fanboy. All right. Let's move on. Let's uh, let's end this thing. But before we end this thing. You got a little treat for him? Yeah. You know what? Uh, <laughs> people have been asking about Jim's dad, right? And they want some more stories from Jim's dad. And we brought Jim's dad in. And uh, we, got a, we got a couple stories. We do. So without further ado, why don't we end this uh, episode uh, with a quick story from Jim's dad. Surprise. Story time with dad. 
Okay. It's all yours. So once upon a time, <laughs> the FBI. <laughs> Tell you guys a, a good story. It's a, sort of a funny part of the story, but also a good story uh, about, uh, oh, it probably was back in maybe 1973, 1974, when I was over in uh, Area 51 doing what at that time was a top, top secret evaluation. Jeff's ears just perked up. <laughs> and I'm not too sure what the classification of it is anymore. I don't know whether it has been declassified completely or whether it's still classified to some degree. But at that time, it was top secret. And so I, I can't be real specific on what we were doing, but we were flying A7s in Area 51 uh, as part of a top secret project. The work up to, to going over to Area 51 was we flew against the, we flew A7s against uh, Top Gun uh, pilots flying certain vehicles. That's all I can really say about that. Certain other vehicles. That's probably what is still classified to some degree is what those vehicles were, how we came in possession of those vehicles. But we were <laughs> just like UFOs right away. No, okay, it's not are, UFOs. These are not UFOs. <laughs> I mean, that's what they would say. <laughs> that's right? what Jeff would say. I think anybody who knows military aircraft knows exactly what you're talking about without saying the words. Well, so. the guys that gave us the briefing on that, it seems like they came with black briefcases handcuffed to their wrists and they talked about... If you get in an accident in Area 51, your, the plane will be removed. Your bodies will be removed. We will deny that uh, you were ever in Area 51. Uh, we will move the remains of your aircraft to another location. Uh, you will be fishing boat. Yeah, you will be <laughs> Lake uh, found Mead. in another location. You will not be found. So if you crash in Area 51, you will never be found in Area 51. Total deniability, and or some sweating like a pig, like. Jeez, it's bad enough to crash and die, but now I'm going to be in a nightmare for the U.S. government. So anyway, we uh, the Top Gun pilot. <laughs> you're, exactly, you're exactly right, though. Like today, he would have crashed in Area 51, and all of a sudden now I see I see on the news that they recovered an A7 at the bottom of Lake Mead. <laughs> and I'm like, that's my dad. Well, I, and probably, the only reason they know now is because like that, that whole entire what they, body of water is shrinking. Right. So anyway, we, we worked up with uh, the Top Gun pilots, the guys that actually uh, were the first Top Gun instructors, the guys that founded Top Gun. They were the ones flying that we flew against. It was myself and uh, Don Simmons. Uh, Don later became a Blue Angel. He was, the, there were two of us from the, the West Coast flying against uh, or doing the evaluation over in Area 51. But one of the things that makes me proud is the communication that came out top secret saying that they were going to do this evaluation said one of the most important things is we want all a7 pilots to accept the results of this as the a7 was flown by the best a7 pilots available we don't want good fitness report guys we don't want popular guys we want two pilots their peers think are the two best pilots in the pacific fleet to handle the A-7. Uh, actually, I think Gil Rude, Gil later became commanding officer of the Blue Angels. I think Gil probably would have gone. I think it probably would have been Gil and Don Simmons, but Gil had another commitment. So it was me and Don Simmons that went. And I was senior to Don, so I was the, the flight lead for th this evaluation. 
So it was nice that I was at least considered one of the top three pilots in the Pacific Fleet. <laughs> we can't just be like, to do yeah. just no. ah, hey, man. No, they must have messed the paperwork up, Jim. <laughs> I only got to go because Gil said, nah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Gil can't keep a secret. <laughs> Can only Exactly. <laughs> no, actually, actually, I was talking to Gil the other day because oh, he, he wanted a clarification on part of what I'm going to tell you here with this story because he's writing a book. Then I said, you know, Gil, I always wonder why did I go and you not go? And he said, I, he said, I was the head of the air-to-air combat training in the A-7 on the Pacific Fleet or in the Pacific Fleet. And the communication came out saying they wanted the top pilots. And I couldn't go, so I picked you and Don. I was the guy that actually made the recommendation. Uh-huh. He said that it wasn't somebody else picked us. He said, I probably would have obviously picked myself. And he said, I, I don't know that I would have been you or Don, but he said, I'm the guy that picked you. So ah, well, that was good. So Gil was the guy that, that made that decision. So anyway, we work up for a week flying against the, the Top Gun pilots, and then we go over there for a week. We're going to fly... It was it was kind of neat. I mean, you just you, we had no flight plans. We we're working out of Nellis Air Force Base. We take off out of Nellis, no flight plan whatsoever. Not talking to anybody. We check in with this female who would clear us into the. I, I still remember her call sign, but that's probably top secret too. You can, don't want to let everybody know the top secret female. Hey, who's this guy? Where'd you get my call sign from? <laughs> oh, I heard your dad on a podcast, or I heard Jim's dad on a podcast. Then the guy with the briefcase strapped to his arm comes and just shoots me. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're over there. We go out. We should check we, in with her. We lock the door? She, she'd clear us into Area 51. And back in the 70s, it was really a, a timely situation. We had to orbit waiting the Soviet satellites to pass over. That's they had, crazy. They had the windows. They knew when the Soviet satellites, they didn't want the Soviet satellites to know what we were doing. Wow. So we'd have to, we'd just orbit and sometimes we'd be orbiting 10 minutes and get a chance to look at all the big bomb craters over there. But I never did see any UFOs. So I don't know anything about UFOs in Area 51. So anyway, on one particular day, we had a, a very good mission against what we were supposed to be flying against. We, we did very well, and the A-7 performed very well against certain vehicles or other aircraft. And we're coming back. My adrenaline's pumping, and I think, man, we really did good over here. So I'm coming into Nellis Air Force Base. That's an Air Force Base over there right outside. And they, it's a you know a famous fighter base, but I wanted to come in and, and what we call a shit-hot break. I was going to come in. The brake is supposed to be 250 knots. That's your airspeed in a brake. That's what you're supposed to come in. I pushed over. I don't know what altitude I pushed over at, but I pushed over with Don on my wing, and I'm going to scream into the brake, but I'm not paying much attention to my airspeed because I'm going so fast. I'm just trying to figure out. I don't want to run into a F-4 or a F-105. I don't want to because I know I'm coming too fast in the pattern, so I'm making sure. Well, it's a kind of a crowded pattern. So I come in so fast that I, there's no no room to break. I go flying. I come right up the right side of F4s and everybody else at 250, and I go right. It's like right through the pattern at Nellis Air Force, Air Force Base and right at the other end of it. And I hear... 
I don't know what they, I don't even know what our call sign was uh, back then, but a controller comes up and says, let's say it was Charger 14. I said, yeah, go ahead. We got your ground speed at 550 <laughs> knots. Are you aware? And, and I'm like, holy, I, I can see we just went from a real great mission <laughs> to a loss. One of the best A7 pilots. This is the loss of wings here. <laughs> I'm twice, you know, 250 is what you're supposed to be at. You're talking about a double flight violation. It's like, I don't know what a, a speeding ticket is, but it's like doing a 150 in a 70. <laughs> they gave you a reckless op ticket. <laughs> I just went flying through that break. And so I powered back and, uh, and uh, Don's looking at me and then, you know, I, he came back in at 250. And you know what? I never heard another, another word about it. I thought somebody, I'm going to have to explain to somebody someplace why I came through the Nellis Air Force break at 550. He was looking at my ground speed. He said, your ground speed's 550 miles an hour. <laughs> so anyway, uh, and that, I think that's what hey. Gil was. Because when I went back and I told all the A7 guys back at Lemoore, me and Don almost got a major flight violation. They all remembered that story. And Gil remembered that story, too. So that's going to be in his book. <laughs> That's good. I, we'd love to have him on when he does drop the book too. Yeah, yeah, for real. You know, oh uh, yeah, he's he's got some real good stories. Did you did you see the new Top Gun yet? Yeah, I have. I have. Man, I tell you what, we talked about it with him. The yeah. new Top Gun. I don't think I saw it when last time we were together. I don't know that we talked. I think we talked about it, but I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Cobra move that he pulls where he just lifts up and then just backs it out like that. It seems like that is a doable move, uh, especially in that aircraft. But it also feels like it might be a ballsy move to pull in that aircraft. Right? Because they're like, Whoa. I don't know. There was a whole lot in that movie. They called it like the Cobra Viper or something like that. But there was, I think they gave you a shout out in that movie and you didn't even notice it. They were like, that one guy came through and they're like, what's your call sign? And he's like, Bob. Yeah, right. No, no, <laughs> we, we talked about that. Did we talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether it was before or after that we did the last podcast when uh, Don Simmons sent a thing. Don had talked to some of the, the pilots that were, were flying, the Navy pilots were actually flying the uh, F-18s mm-hmm. there. And Don had some, he had talked to them and send something out, but uh, they were all very, did I say that? They were very complimentary about Tom Cruise and what a great guy oh, no. he was. They said he was the only one of all the pilots that they took up that did not get airsick. They he also, flies. Yeah, he has, he yeah. has helicopters. He, well, he actually, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a pilot. All, all the Navy pilots that were actually doing the flying over there mm-hmm. said that Tom Cruise was really a home run type guy, you know, a real... Uh, He's a pro. Real class act. So. so in the in the movie, like he, once they shut him down and he has to show the young people that this can be pulled off, then all of a sudden they're like, oh shit, someone's got a, someone's got a plane. And then they figure out it's him. Then he does the whole entire thing and the time allotted. And then he goes to, pulls those G's that he wasn't supposed to pull in that plane. And then the guy was like, you trashed a plane because you pulled <laughs> 10 more G's and it's supposed to be put on that airplane. <laughs> I mean, that's not really going to fly. You're not, you're not walking that one back. I don't think, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get shit on. Not even you could have got away with that, with your speed. And- well, I, I remember seeing the Top Gun one, the first Top Gun, and I remember him walking out to the airplane and saying, I feel the need for speed. And I kind of thought about that one. The guy, 
And a guy at the mm-hmm. controller at Nellis said, hey, you're at 550 miles per hour. Yeah. So you didn't technically buzz the tower then, right? No, no. I just. Because <laughs> that's. No, I just. Maybe that, to, that first one could just, have been about listen, you. I just wanted to come in really looking good, really looking, you know. I used to come into the break at Lemoore all the time fast, too, but never that fast. All right. I think he buzzed the tower. He just doesn't want to tell us that he no, buzzed the no. tower. Listen, man, he's just worried about saying the wrong thing and getting popped in that while he's sleeping tonight. <clears throat> Giving up all this classified because you see what happens with you can't be you can't be talking about classified material anymore. Ugh. These days are over. Jesus. Everybody's asking B and M, conquering the world in the FBI. If you saw Jim's dead, you were gonna die. Hey, it's Jim's dead. There you go. Surprise. <laughs> Now, we didn't want to just inundate you talking about Democrats and how shitty it's going to be for them. Uh, So we thought we'd give you a little treat there with Jim's dad. Dude, I wish I could have been in the plane with those F-4 pilots. They're coming in. They're fighter pilots. Like, they think they're so cool, right? They're coming in, and they're they're coming into the break, and all of a sudden, this A-7's like, right past them. They had to be like, God dang, what the hell? They're like, no one's going to say nothing to them? (laughs) Exactly. Who the fuck is this guy? Exactly. <laughs> and he comes down. He's like, I'm, I'm a nobody. I'm just here because, yeah. just here because Gil couldn't. <laughs> Gil couldn't keep a secret. <laughs> but I, but I tell you what, I'll be interested to see how these votes go because I thought that in the last election, people saw what they needed to see when the mask came off with these Democrats, and I thought that they were going to shed people. And this kind of way to be as shitty as they are, this facade they're running, the way that they can't ever accept responsibility for anything was going to make people just slowly just fade away from this. And and it didn't happen. So why? But why? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. And everybody who follows Donald Trump is a white supremacist. So unless you are supporting the racists, then you have to vote for us. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it comes down to every single time. Three times the amount of people they say um, got arrested and and put in jail for for January sixth. Then of all the summer rioting of twenty twenty, including the terrorizing of DC, like they did, not even counting what they did on inauguration day in twenty seventeen. Yeah, and those people actually burned buildings down. <laughs> actually burned whole cities down. I mean, just shut up, racist. Yeah, sure. <laughs> racist. As always, we thank you guys for your support. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you could drop us a like, drop us a five-star review, that really helps us out. You can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. And you can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show. You can find us on Getter at Pod Bless America. And you can find me at Jim at PBAPodcast.com. And you can find me at Dan at PBAPodcast.com. So until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Dan. And Pod Bless America. Good show. How was your week, Jim? <laughs> How was your week? Shut up, you. <laughs> you shut your <laughs> gummy mouth. You get.